Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Roto, so much news. I don't even know where to begin, dude. Yeah, definitely a lot going on today. Usually, we probably figured maybe three hours ago, not much, but... uh... A lot going on, and especially something that just happened right now. So let's talk about it here. There's a statement out here from Kareem Hunt. Um, It says, first off, I would like to once again apologize for my actions last February. What I did was wrong and inexcusable. It's not the man I was raised to be, and I've learned a great deal from that experience and certainly should have been more truthful about it after the fact. I'm extremely grateful that John Dorsey, Dean Jimmy Haslam, and the Cleveland Browns organization are granting me the opportunity to earn their trust and represent their organization in the best way possible on and off the field. I'm committed to following the necessary steps to learn to be a better and healthier person from this situation. I also understand the expectations that the Browns have clearly laid out and that I have to earn my way back to the NFL. I'm a work in progress as a person, but I'm committed to taking advantage of the support systems that I have in place to become the best and healthier version of myself. In short, it looks as if Kareem Hunt will be a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, this is very surprising. I didn't expect to see this news today when we first heard of it. I thought, well, maybe this can't be real because I don't understand it from a Browns perspective. They have a really good back in the backfield at Nick Chubb, who we all knew was going to be good coming out of college. And I drafted him in like four or five leagues last year, rounds nine to 10, knowing that he wasn't going to be the starter going into the year. And was hoping at some point he would get the job. He obviously had a lot of big runs early on. And then we'd hear from Hugh Jackson, yeah, he's going to play a bigger role. It never happened. Then they traded Carlos Hyde. And Nick Chubb was a league winner down the stretch. You also have Duke Johnson in that backfield. We know Kareem Hunt is talented. But from their perspective, what they already have in the backfield and Kareem Hunt's baggage, where you know there's going to be a lot of teams that just want no part of them, I am surprised by this. I didn't think this is an area of need that the Browns needed to address. Now, he will be placed on the commissioner's exempt list, and he will be suspended. We don't know how long. So he will miss a portion of this upcoming season. But I just don't see why the Browns needed to do this. Honestly, Adam, this makes no sense to me. None. I I can't. And and look, I'm not dissing Kareem Hunt, the player. I mean, Kareem Hunt is a terrific player. I've always liked Kareem Hunt. But... The Browns finally have something going in the right direction. This is a team I'm excited about. Love Baker Mayfield. I love Nick Chubb. Uh, Miles Garrett is doing better. The defense is a work in progress. Uh, Jarvis Landry is there. They maybe need a better receiver or two. They maybe need another couple of guys on defense. But I don't think they were missing a running back. And now you're bringing in eyeballs to this team. And not good eyeballs because people are going to be very angry that this team signed Kareem Hunt. And I don't get it. You didn't need Kareem Hunt. I'd rather them get Antonio Brown. You need Antonio Brown. You don't need Kareem Hunt when you have a guy named Nick Chubb there. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's everyone's immediate reaction is, oh, no, this is a huge downgrade to Nick Chubb. And it 
is, but how long is Hunt going to get suspended? I mean, it could be eight games. It could be a full year. Let's so say it it's a full not- year. Let's say it's a full year for argument's sake. He's out next year. You, Nick Chubb is only will be in his third year in football. Oh, yeah, and that's why, at least for redraft for the upcoming season, you probably still like Nick Chubb now. He might go lower than when he has been. He's been generally going late first round, early second round. I did a mock a couple weeks ago and took him on the turn. So I liked him a lot going into the year, even though we didn't see him catch a lot of passes last year, although I do think you know he has that ability. Do you remember that touchdown he scored in the end zone when they threw him a pass and he made a great catch? Look, he, he's got deceptive hands. I wouldn't call him fluid, but I'd say he's better than you think he is. How about that? Right. And I mean, they have Duke Johnson there and everything. But uh, I mean, the question now is how long does Hunt get suspended for? And well, NFL, it's going to be minimum, minimum eight games, minimum, I think maybe two, more. Minimum eight games. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's the season now. I don't know if those on investigations are still ongoing. Remember, there was a couple other incidents, but obviously the one on video is going to be the one that stands out the most. So. You know, I figured that Kareem Hunt would get another opportunity, but I would not have put the Browns on that list. I am stunned by this. I would have thought the Eagles, right? That right. made a lot of that sense to me. That was a good me. fit. Absolutely. I mean, you know, for real. The look, Jets. Look. I mean, you could argue the Jets. I mean, there are a lot of teams that needed them. The Browns didn't need them. I, I just don't. Look, you pay, you just paid Duke Johnson a, a truckload of cash last year. Yes, and barely used them. Yeah. So you pay Duke. to. So let's just say that you're going to bring Kareem Hunt to be the third down back. Not that you would because you, you wouldn't. But let's just say you would do that. Then what do you do with Duke Johnson? Yeah, look, it really doesn't make any sense because not only are you good at the position, but Kareem Hunt's going to be a distraction. You're going to get media there right. that doesn't cover the NFL because it's a story. You're going to get news organizations whenever this uh, he hits the field or – is in the building and that's going to draw more added attention yes the browns like it but it's just not a good fit if and, and a rookie and either. a rookie coach dude and, and, and freddie kitchens yeah. you want to set him up for failure you're setting him up for failure this has jimmy haslam's prints all over it and i'm telling you i read this article on jimmy haslam he is a disaster yeah i i saw saw that too i uh, uh, as well and it's just surprising but we also have to find out did do we see any details is it a one-year deal is it a, you know, i don't see any details i just saw the 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 um did you see the john dorsey quote that he knew him and he wanted to help him and he he, right. he felt comfortable with him but i don't know i just i worry about i i really thought the browns were, were turning in the right direction and this Football-wise, obviously, it doesn't hurt them football-wise, but it may at the very time because it just brings a lot of unwanted uh, crap your way. Like you said, you're bringing eyeballs to, to the stadium, and there could be unwanted eyeballs from angry women standing outside with, pick, with, with big uh, signs up there. And as I mentioned previously, there's three separate incidents of off-field behavior that they're investigating. So this could be a year suspension. So... That's the other thing to consider. So there's immediate reaction where everybody's going to be like, oh, this hurts Nick Chubb. And it, it will, but I don't know if it will as much as people think, depending on the duration of the suspension for Kareem Hunt. Because we all know he's getting something. And uh, as you and I agree on, I think it's a minimum eight games, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a year. So Does it hurt Baker like- Mayfield at all? Because they're going to run the ball more a little bit. Could you argue that it could hurt him slightly? Could it hurt Jarvis Landry slightly? Because Hunt can catch the ball out of the backfield. I'm just throwing out some ideas. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, when you have those two backs, you're, you're probably going to use them a lot. But at the same time, I, I think they believe in Baker, and you just can't minimize him too much. Although, 
I have to check, but I do remember Baker throwing a little bit less when they started to be more productive on the ground. That's true. No, he threw a lot less. I mean, he was efficient, and he's a very good quarterback. But instead of throwing, you know, 52 times a game, he was throwing like 36, 37, which is probably the optimal number. You want to keep Baker under 40. I am seeing now that it's a one-year deal that could be worth more than $1 million not factoring in the suspension, and it's more than the minimum. So after this year, he'll be a restricted free agent. Hmm. That is... So that that's big because if that is an eight game suspension, you know, you're looking at half the year and you know, the time missed and what if Nick Chubb's rolling? I mean, what if the Browns are rolling? What if they're like six and two and, and Chubb's having a great year and now all of a sudden? So, so let me ask back. you this. Do you sign him for this year basically as Nick Chubb insurance that you figure just just hear me out, Adam. He you know he's not coming in for the first eight to ten games. And if you think you're a playoff team, you've got Hunt there for the last six games of the season, just in case Chubb runs down, you make your playoff pitch, you try to go for it, and then the following year you give him up and he goes somewhere else. Could be, or he comes in there, he obeys all the rules, stays out of trouble, you clearly see that he's turned himself around, but then that will earn him money if he has a good season. So, yeah, it's weird. I mean, like you said, Dorsey knows him well. Is this, hey... No one else is giving you an opportunity. Uh, you know, we'll feel, give you I, I feel better about this now, though. I, I feel better because this is literally a one-year deal. This is not a long-term thing. And he's going to be suspended. Yeah, and he's going to be exactly. suspended. So I feel better about this for Nick Chubb. That, really, that, that, that piece of news helps me a little bit. Because right. I was and, thinking this could be two or three years. I'm like, oh, my God, train wreck. Right. And he's not eligible until the you know, NFL completes this investigation as well. So right. he might not be—he might not play for the Browns at all this year. When so you, you paid him, you it. paid him a million dollars just to sit there in case he plays. Probably, in case he plays. yeah. It's just weird too that an NFL team signed him so early. So I wonder—he's playing. He's going to play. He'll play a few games. He'll—I think he gets suspended. What do you think? I mean, I, how many did, how did Zeke okay. get? Zeke, Zeke, six. Zeke got six. Zeke got I say six. It'll be no done. video, and the lead investigator said there's nothing there, and they still suspended him six games. And how we have video on Kareem Hunt. Ten to twelve games. It's minimum eight for sure. I mean, Min- the, no, eight is for sure. Eight is the, for sure. It's the NFL. Do we even know? Do they even know what they're doing? No. So we're like trying to read into this situation. If it's here. less than eight games, dude, people will kill them. People if it's will, will, how, how can he get the same as Zeke? And you're going to say I'm a Cowboys fan? It has nothing to do with no, a Cowboys fan. No, be objective, no, Doc. You yeah. right? Which, how, did Zeke, how did Zeke even get suspended? No, but Zeke had a lot of things like. Okay, where they uh, talked about things that he had done, the girl's shirt at the parade, right? But all those things. Okay, that's that that probably didn't help. But uh, Kareem Hunt has three cases we're investigating. Video, video, video. right? Right. Look, we know how video. I'm not calling you a fan. I'm not saying that you're you're calling a cowboy thing at all. Trust me. I I would think that it's got to be at least eight games. I could see it more like ten to twelve. I'll say ten to twelve games here. Okay, and then he comes back for for four and again right i think you have them just for the playoffs a playoff push yeah look at this we're all assuming the browns are in and i think we both agree that they should be pretty good this year and what if and what if they're rolling what if they're you know trump is just tearing it up well then you only paid a million dollars for him and he's a backup yeah and i, I think that's probably what's gonna right. happen this here, is so. insurance this is insurance for nick chubb in case he gets hurt you have chubb insurance isn't that an insurance company chubb yeah there we go uh there you but go. Uh, yeah i just 
I, you know, I think we all liked Chubb last year coming love out, Chubb. Love right? Chubb. I mean, I'm sure you had him in several leagues last year yeah, too, right? He helped, him. he helped me win a couple leagues. I mean, you just, you had him in the middle. By rounds. the way, another, another case of we'll always draft talent and don't worry about the, that he was third of the depth chart at him. Right. And look, there are going to be times where it doesn't work out. Someone could say, well, what about this guy? All right, fine. But we saw Alvin Kamara be a league winner two years ago, third on the depth chart. We saw Nick Chubb this past year. So in that round, you know, nine to 10, where a lot of guys there that you're taking are like fourth wide receivers or, you know, complimentary running backs that might catch 40 passes, you know, especially if you have a good base early on, take a shot on that player and you got to hold on. And I'm, I'm sure there were people that dropped Nick Chubb this year. I almost did. I had to, oh, no, oh, I had to convince oh. my, no. So uh, this is where the partnership we talked. This goes back to last right. week. We were talking yeah. about partners in baseball. So my friend, we share a team and he, we, we had a lot of depth and he goes, well, what about if we drop Nick Chubb and get him no. back next week? I'm like, no, man, there's no guarantee. But you Jackson was week. really screwing with him. He was well, really yeah. screwing with him. Yeah, because I think we're going to play him more two carries this week. Right. So I'm sure you were dealing with the same questions. I know on the radio show, I kept telling people, stick with him. I know yeah. Hugh Jackson is saying all this crap, and then he doesn't give him the ball. Just hold on to him. Now, I never thought they would trade Carlos Hyde. That came out of left field. I remember. I think I was – I remember. I was ecstatic when I saw that. I would just yeah. – like I, I mean, I, but, but Chubb was getting like five carries for 60 yards, and he'd have right? one 50-yard run. Right, he was breaking off run. long runs. Breaking run. I mean, they had Carlos a Carlos Hyde was picking up four yards a carry. <laughs> we're like sitting there like, oh, what? This is why when people argue, well, these coaches know more than you, sometimes no, they, they don't. don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Literally, they don't. <laughs> But look, I, so let me ask you this. We're in Vegas now. We're at the beautiful Palms Hotel and Casino with a bunch of new restaurants, by the way. I think Michael Simon and Bobby Flay have restaurants there, just so you know. Kareem Hunt has not been suspended yet. We don't know. It's still, it, it's September and Roger Goodell has still not given it. Are you drafting Kareem Hunt next year? If and if he, so, what round? It would be towards the end of the draft because we all know he's going to get suspended. And the longer it goes on, the worse it'll be. In 15? terms of you hold it around 15, no, no, no. 16? Uh, yeah, I mean, 12, 10? 13, 14, probably. Yeah, somewhere in that range. But again, somebody will take him early. Somebody will take him early. So let that. them. Let them. Because you know Some, he's getting yeah. suspended. Right, right. He well, well let's say he's suspended eight games. What round are you taking him in? Uh, 12, 13, 14, what, somewhere in that range. And what round are you taking Nick Chubb in? Uh, early second. You're not feeling good about that pick, though. No, maybe, maybe, maybe a little later on. <laughs> right, you're not, you're, it you're sucks, not want man. to make that pick, dude. That sucks. Yeah, and the, the, you know what? Yeah, and there's so much talent there too in that area. Now, if like, Nick, now if he gets 12 game suspension, I'll take Nick Chubb in round two and feel better about it. Eight games, I'm not feeling good about it. Yeah, because you got to remember for the stretch run, you really need him to anchor your team and yep. uh there's that's the thing is when you have an unknown at, at that point of the draft or some uncertainty it's probably best to go in a different direction take this from me and i've been here a couple of times in the last two years adam it's one thing to be first in your league and it's one thing to win the whole thing whatever you do up to the first 13 weeks is great but the last three weeks are where all the money won oh yeah for sure so you got to make sure you're positioned in a good spot and you know Heading into that draft, that Nick Chubb's role could diminish with Kareem Hunt on the football field. Right, he can get you. He can get you in first place in your right, league. But he might. He might not get you past the finish line. 
might not get you past the finish line. And, you know, look, if I'm playing for the dominator, I, then I'm okay with getting my 10 Gs with Nick Chubb. But if I'm trying to play for 150 Gs, I don't know whether he's the right pick. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it sucks because I think uh, Nick Chubb would have been a, a monster this year if Kareem Hunt wasn't looming in the background. I just want the NFL to, to make this decision much sooner than later. Seriously, just let me know August 1st. Don't don't make me wait until Labor Day. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. This happened a couple. What, this one happened. What uh, was it? December, right or November? Maybe that. Maybe this will precipitate them to t- to give the, uh, the the punishment faster because now he's on a team. Right. No. Yeah. They have to put him on the restricted list now. So now that he is on a team, hopefully it speeds up the process. But it right. Is maybe that's a good thing. Forever. No, but maybe that this will speed. Maybe it'll absolutely speed up the process this way because now John Dorsey will say, "Dude, I want to know what's going on," and Roger right. Goodell will do it for him. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully they do that, and we do get a quick decision, get a suspension, and then obviously it'll make life easier when we're trying to select our fantasy team. All right, we have a lot to cover in this show. More football, actually. I want to cover a few more things. I want to talk about Kyler Murray. He made a big decision today. I want to talk about the AFL. I want to talk about Bob Costas. I got a lot to discuss. I'm going to discuss it with my friend Adam Ronas. We're Scout Fantasy Sports. And uh, can you imagine we're talking football here, Ronas? should be baseball talk. Yeah, look, it happens. Uh, Big stories today. I know, big stories today. All right, we're back with more right after this. Costas, he had no issue with going after the NFL and talking about what a lot of people had already known but were scared to say was that, yeah, this CTE thing could be a problem here in football players, but the NFL just put the kibosh on it. It's disheartening to think that the NFL is that powerful where they could just step in and tell a network, yeah, listen, we don't want Bob Costas on a microphone here during the Super Bowl. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew calls Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best defense players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All 
All right, we're back for Scout Fantasy Sports. Dr. Roto along with Adam Ronis. And remember, for the best fantasy baseball draft kit anywhere around, go to scoutfantasysports.com, enter the promo code BATS50. That's BATS50. We'll get you 50% off your first two months. You get access to Adam Ronis. You get access to Sean Child. You get access to myself. I mean, three of the best names out there to help you win your fantasy baseball leagues. Very excited about that. Ronis, not on a separate thing. A lot of big hirings at uh, this other organization known as The Athletic. A lot of people there, too. Uh, did you see that on, on Twitter? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, some, some good names on that list. Yeah, not better than our names. I'm just throwing it out there. ScoutFantasySports.com, BATS50, and we will get you to the promised land of Fantasy Baseball Championship. All right, so I want to talk some football here with you. First of all, I don't know if you saw Kyler Murray uh, has said that he is fully committed to the NFL he will be an NFL quarterback. Bye-bye, Oakland Hayes. Bye-bye, double-A baseball. Hello, NFL. Do you like him as a pro? Uh, real quick, uh, an- another piece of news on Kareem Hunt. Uh, Dan Graziano's reporting a source close to the situation says that discipline process still ongoing and nowhere near done. Could be a while before the Browns know for sure how many games he will miss. So they gave him a million bucks just for <laughs> just what the heck. Yeah, uh, you would think that they have some. In, you would think they have some intel that would lead them to believe, hey, a decision will be made before the season. Uh, maybe. Well, let me ask you this: by by putting him on their roster, does that avail him to better medical and and they can monitor him better? Probably, yeah, for sure. And now too, he knows. Okay, I got I, I got a second chance, and right. it's a guy. I have a reason to live. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Right. It also could mean, you know, maybe they they get rid of Duke too, because why would you keep Duke Johnson for? Well, you you can't you're not getting rid of Duke until you get until you find until, out how many games. Right, Kareem but I'm has. saying if you if you are considering Hunt past this year. Oh, I, I, but if I'm Hunt, there's no way I'm staying there with Nick Chubb's there. There's no way. Well, it'll depend on uh, what the market is. Well, look, they did him a favor. I really think John Dorsey gave this guy a favor, right? That he gave him this opportunity. Here's a year. Get your life in order. Get back on track. Heal yourself. And then in 2020, see where you end up. You know, didn't Tony Dungy do that for Mike? Was it Michael Vick or someone? Who did that for some of these guys? Was it Vick? Uh, With Dungy? Yeah. Was that... I'm trying to think. It happened before where these guys, you know, they're basically throwing him a lifeline. They're right. throwing him a lifeline. And he knows him. So I guess he, right. he feels like the character was there and this was uncharacteristic for him. And he said, all right, we'll, get, we'll give him a shot and maybe it works out. If not, we didn't invest much. Right. And if it helps us, it helps us. And we'll keep, like I said, if it's week 13 and Nick Chubb you know, pulls a hamstring, we've got Kareem Hunt and, and our playoff chances are still good. So, yeah, depending on how much the suspension is. But you would think they would have some idea of what he'll, how much time he'll miss. I mean, I think Dorsey's connected, isn't he? He's been around a long time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, it is a one-year deal. That's what they're saying. And then after that, he'll be a restricted free agent. Well, look, I think what he did was horrific, but was even worse was the lying. You know, and I tell you. And and that's what the Chiefs are leading us to believe. That's because they made a, a quick decision, and they basically said, we believed him. He said there was nothing. Then they see the video. And they reacted pretty quickly. 
No, I tell that to my kid all the time. My kids all the time. I said, look, I don't get, what you do is bad enough, but don't ever lie to me about it. Right. right. That's and a worse. lot of people feel that way. They, they feel yeah. like you just don't lie. Because when you do, you kind of have to dig deeper. Then you're adding other layers. And then usually the truth comes out at some point, And then it just right. is so much worse. Then you have so many things that you have to deal with. Usually with my son, I'm like, are you lying? No. And then he'll walk away. And then maybe about 10 minutes later, I'll bring him into a room. And so I go, listen to me. I'm going to give you one more chance. You better tell me right now. Because if I find out that you're lying after this, it's going to be all over for you. So I'm asking you right now, did you do it? Spills his guts every time. Right? But at least I get it, I get it out of him. You know, I, I always want him to come clean than me having to dig it out 10 minutes later. Because at least I give, him pre I give him credit for coming clean. And I think that was the problem with Kareem Hunt. He should have come clean here. I think people just get too scared to do it. But it was a mistake. Oh, for sure. And I wonder... If he even knew that there was video, he had to have known, I would think. Did I, did I ever tell you this story? You want to hear an interesting story when I was teaching in school? Sure. All right. I'm sure I'll tell you this because I'm sure you want to hear this. Thousands of people are listening and they want to hear this story. Millions. So I have this kid. Yeah, millions. Millions are listening to this story. So I've got this student who supposedly is, is up for, for, for cheating by having another student write. Pay, they paid a student to write this paper for him. Okay, so that's what he's up for in front of the honor council. So I go to the kid. Did you do it? No. Okay, did you do it? No. All right, I said, listen to me. I just want to know. I'm asking you one last time. And I say, if, you don't, if you're honest with me, I'll be fine. But if you don't, I will have nothing to do with you after this moment. He goes, I didn't pay this kid to write it. I'm like, okay. So we go into the honor council meeting. This other kid walks in. First thing he says, the kid goes, yeah, this kid paid me 60 bucks to write the paper. <laughs> literally first words out of his mouth so I leave, the, I leave the room I see the kid there the kid comes up to me I go I have nothing to say to you at that point I was done I mean I gave the guy three chances to tell me the honest truth just be honest with me about it and I really think that's something I'll, that's a story I won't ever forget because I, I mean I wanted this kid to be honest with me but I think he was thinking that I was going to be angry my anger is certainly worse later than it is at first no, it's true. And I, I, it's a lot of people just can't accept it. You know why? They think that they can get away with the lie. They think they won't get caught. And that's just how people think. And they don't think of the repercussions if they do get caught. Because I, I think when you consistently yeah. lie, you always think you're never going to get caught. No, that's probably true because you don't get caught a couple of times, right? Right. You right. Don't, you don't so get you get away with it and you're like, oh, I've gotten away with this before. It's like people who cheat on someone. They've probably right. gotten away with it a lot. So they say, okay, well, I've gotten away with it. I've covered my track, so I'm not going to get caught. And then you have the one time where you do get caught. And that's when, when somebody says, it's, this is my first time, I never believe that line, dude. I right. never believe that line. It's the first time you got caught, not the first right. time you've done it. <laughs> it's the first time on the record that yes. it is written. So uh, got away with it many other times. So yeah, that, I think it, that's what it is, is just people feel like they can always get away with it. Did I ever tell you that I used to clerk for a criminal court judge 100 years ago? No, you didn't. Uh, I used to, yeah, I clerked for a criminal court judge in New York years ago. And you see people out there, and they've only been convicted once, but they've been arrested like 17 times. You just don't see that. But we do in the back. You see their file. And like, how many times have you been convicted? I've only been convicted once of robbery, but they've been arrested seven times for robbery. Right? right? <laughs> so one time they were busted. <laughs> they were busted. That's, why, that's why criminals don't take the witness stand. You know that, right? Yes. Because every prior thing can come up when you take the witness stand. And so, usually there's a lot.
Yeah, there's usually a lot. But I think with Kareem Hunt, it just was immaturity. I mean, not just the, 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 the what he did was horrible, but the immaturity after it, I think, was the big problem here. And look, maybe he's maybe this will make him more mature. I tend to doubt it, Adam, but it's possible. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like you know it's tough to know his true character. Obviously, we saw him in his worst moments, and when you have three incidents too, it's not a good look. I know he is going alcohol counseling right now, so maybe that played a role. And we know we've seen it. I'm sure you have seen it in friends and. Just people where they drink alcohol and they're out of control. It's a different side of them, and they're not sober like that. Oh, he definitely looked like he was drinking that night. You definitely could tell. So maybe he's had a drinking problem, and uh, maybe that fixes things. Who knows? I mean, we'll find out. But because he's so talented, he gets another opportunity. Well, isn't that that the truth? If this guy was a fourth-string guy, you'd never hear from him again. No, never. Never. You never would. But because he's shown star abilities in this league, he gets another shot. Maybe another two or three shots, right? Yeah, definitely possible. Right. If this guy, but if this guy was a, four, a third stringer, you'd never hear from him again. And no, he, because, he did, yeah. yeah, the NFL teams would say, why are we going to take a chance on this guy? I mean, he's not good enough. You know, where's the risk reward? Whereas with Kareem Hunt, there's a huge reward. That's why they're doing it. All right. Speaking of huge reward, we mentioned this when we came back from break. Kyler Murray wants to be a football player now. Is there a huge reward for the team that drafts him? Uh, could be. I mean, obviously, the height is, is a big factor that people are going to discuss. And he's about 5'10". We know Russell Wilson is 5'11". And has had a, a good career. So that'll be the comparison people make. And obviously, he was drafted by the Oakland A's in the first round. And now he's going to have to forfeit most of that money. And uh, clearly, uh, it seems like he wants to play football more uh, to make this decision. And obviously, also more of a financial upside especially if he goes in the first round and I would think he knows he's going in the first round for him to make this decision he must have gotten good intel saying yeah you don't think there's more money in baseball than football not long term I mean you you know how it is to get there though with the arbitration process and and, you know in football he gets he can get a huge signing bonus this year and if he's good that's true right he'll get a, a second contract baseball takes forever you know and even if he's a first round pick He's not even a lot to ever see the majors. Well, right. I think that's the difference. Is you know, baseball. He may him he may be a double. A, he may be in Nashville for the next uh, five years, at least in football he plays. But what if I told you he plays football for five, six years, and then he goes play, to play baseball for a little bit? Pot. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, what will his baseball skills be like that at that point? Mm, I wonder. If I don't know, but but maybe maybe he when it, on his way down instead of hanging out and being out, you know, switching teams ten times like quarterbacks do. Maybe he tries to go to baseball. Certainly possible um, at that point. I mean, but then the body has some wear and tear from the quarterback position from playing football, and you know, a lot of his baseball is uh, skills are suited on athleticism. So uh, maybe that is in the plan for him. But I don't I, know I, whether I, you read this, but they said that he's got some skills that are, that are arguably better than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I did see that, and uh, very interesting to see w- what happens with him. And you got to think he's going in the first round. He is going to attend the combine, and I think we kind of knew this was coming after everything that's kind of happened over the last month, month and a half, and uh, and especially you know winning the Heisman. I think that kind of started to to get his idea turning towards football. You need to have the right team for this guy, and I'm trying to think so. I'm just going to give you some teams. 
Dolphins? You think Adam Gase can coach up Kyler Murray? I say no. Well, Gase is not on the Dolphins anymore. No, but you know, uh, there you go. Uh, who, who, <laughs> oh, Brian Flores. You think Brian Flores takes him? Uh, I don't think that'd be the fit. I agree with that. I don't, so no other teams in that one. The Ravens, no. Steelers, no. Browns, no. Bengals, no. Texans, no. Colts, no. Titans, no. Jaguars? Tom Coughlin was not going to like this guy. No way. Yeah, not a fit, but they certainly could use a quarterback. All right, Chiefs, no. Chargers, no. Broncos or Raiders? Could the Broncos take Kyler Murray? Well, that, the, the quarterbacks that Elway has taken has worked out well, so. <laughs> they all stink. All right, if Elway takes you, you know Kyler, stay away from Kyler Murray. I don't hate the Bronco fit with Emmanuel Sanders there and uh, what's-his-face, uh, Cortland Sutton. I don't hate that. Well, if you look at, I guess if you you know go by draft picks too, you know to see. Well, I'm just looking at team fit first yeah. of all. All right, Cowboys certainly could use him. No, just joking. How about the Redskins? Well, yeah, Alex Smith might not be ready ever. Yeah, uh, that could be a team that takes a shot on. They got the 15th pick. All right, so there you go, Giants. I would rather take Dwayne Haskins. Will he be there, or do you think the Raiders take him? Well, I think. I, did you see where Stephen A. Smith's like Haskins is too much of a running quarterback? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the guys run for like 10 yards all year. Uh, that's actually so racist. I can't even believe it. Um, I think the Giants are going to have to move up to get him. The Giants want him. I think, I think if they stay at six, it's going to be dangerous and you risk not getting him. Because the Raiders will take him, right? If not the Raiders, then somebody else. Trades what, up. Yeah, well, if I'm the Redskins, I trade up to, to five and take him in front of the Giants. Yeah, Bucks have the five pick. I mean, Bucks Winston don't make that is, right now. Winston, Winston in the last year of his rookie deal. So I guess it depends on what uh, what Arians thinks of Winston too. Yeah, I'm but sure. Arians not taking Kyler Murray. That is, yeah, I don't think so either. either. All right, Bears no, Vikings no, Packers no, Lions no, Saints no, Falcons no, Panthers no, Bucks. I'll say no. Rams no, Seahawks no, 49ers no. Cardinals, Cliff Klingsbury did say that he loved Kyler Murray. Do you give up on Josh Rosen? Do you, uh, here's the one. Do you move Josh Rosen to the Redskins and take Kyler Murray? At one? No, you move him to the Redskins and you get Redskins, the Redskins, you know, number 15 pick and you take Kyler Murray. Mm, okay, because the Cardinals do have the one pick. Uh, right, you take Nick a- Bosa and you come back and take Kyler Murray. I guess that's a possibility. There has been talk about that, that they could do that with Rosen. That they could move them. Right. If you're Washington, wouldn't you take Rosen? Uh, to give up your one? Well, I guess you have to believe in him. Because right now, they, they do have the, the whole head quarterback. Cause, uh, but Alex he's worth it. I mean, any young quarterback is worth the one, sadly. If you believe in him, though. What if the Redskins don't have any faith in him? That's the key. you got to find the out pr- what they, th- they think about him. But I only gave you, Adam, Miami, Jacksonville. Denver, Redskins, Giants, and Cardinals. Six teams need quarterbacks. And maybe the Raiders. I, I yeah. still like Carr, by the way. I like Carr. That, that's, that could be the wild card team, too, is the Raiders. Do they take a shot? You think you would take Kyler Murray? You, th- you think John Gruden wants to take Kyler Murray? I don't see it. Probably You have not. to have an offense. See, I think you're going to laugh. I think the Giants should take, I mean, should consider him. Could you imagine him with well, he's Beckham? he got the pieces, and- yeah. Yeah, oh my God. With him, Beckham, and Saquon, you might even have to be a Giant fan. 
No, I'd never never get to that. I mean, fantasy-wise, yeah, it would be appealing. I'd be like, okay, uh, I want this giant, I want this giant. <laughs> right. uh, and obviously wait, wait. they have a... Could you imagine all those giants doing well for your fantasy team? Would that bother you? Uh, hopefully the defense is awful so that they lose these <laughs> high-scoring games. That would, that would be nice. But, yeah, I mean, look, the giants are clearly in play for a, a quarterback. No question about it. And they got the sixth pick. If you're Arizona, you take Bosa with pick one, right? Yeah, I think so. Bosa's going to be good. And you need that. You need that pass rusher. See, I thought the Jets made a brilliant trade last year because they put themselves in a position to get one of those quarterbacks that they knew was going to drop. The Giants need to do something similar. They have to, be, they have to move up to, get, to make sure they get one of their guys. Yeah, and the Jets did a really good job of that last year, and now uh, the Giants are going to be in a similar position. And uh, Yeah, look, they, they, you're right. I think the Giants could trade up. They might have to if they want a quarterback. Gettleman doesn't like trading up, though. I know. I don't think he's ever traded a draft pick, right? No, he or- hates it. He hates it, but he's, go- he's going to have to do it. He's going to have to do it. Because they have to get a quarterback. Even if you go with Eli this year, you got to get a quarterback. Don't tell me you're going to go in the second round and take uh, Drew Locke or one of these guys. I mean, I think Murray and Haskins are legitimate NFL players. You got to get one of those two. I, I think your fan base is going to go nuts if you don't. Yeah, and even hearing that uh, Elway's in love with Drew Locke, they could take him in the first round. I think Elway. Uh, I don't, you, have you seen Drew Locke play? He's not that good. He's yeah. not that good. You know, I did see that. Uh, you know that. The Dolphins, you know, you mentioned the Dolphins, no, but I, I do think they uh, they like Murray a little bit from what I was seeing. Well, look, you, were the, you were the one that said he didn't fit with, with Brian Flores. I, I think he could go there. Might Miami, need, decision, Miami needs somebody. Yeah, yeah they no, do my, need a quarterback. I mean, Ryan Tannehill might be, the, might be the Giants' new quarterback. All right, we have some more football discussion. We return on Scout Fantasy Sports right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Weekend fantasy update. Valentine's Day is Thursday. All right, and every guy gets screwed on Valentine's Day. It, and I don't mean that in a good way. And it doesn't matter yeah. if you're single or not. Because listen, if you're not dating anybody. Yeah. If you're not dating anybody, obviously it sucks because you're not dating anybody. And if you are dating someone, you know, I'm married 19 years. So I, I got to do the, uh, the chocolate, the flowers, the jewelry thing, go out to dinner. And my wife goes, yeah, she told me many years ago, if Valentine's Day is for women, you're not getting any. Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, 
I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. All right, we're back. The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with the all-new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all-new lineup optimizer for custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, PGA Pro Tip subscriber chat and more. I need you to go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose Golf, and enter the promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, click on Golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. All right, Adam, have you ever seen, or did you see this weekend, the AAFL? Because I did not watch any of it. No, I just... Turned it on briefly just to kind of see a couple plays. I saw a lot of people on social media pretty much reacting positively to it. But, you know, I was not home last night, so I missed anything that was going on. I didn't get home till like 1130, so I couldn't watch yesterday. And I was watching more NBA on Saturday. So, you know, I just turned it on briefly and it seemed like the quarterback play wasn't great. I think a lot of the changes that were implemented, people are excited about. So... I think there was obviously, because I saw people saying, oh, it had better ratings than the NBA on Saturday. Well, it's first of all, we know football is big, and it's new. So people are intrigued. They're going to watch. The question is, will that hold up weeks two, three, and four in the whole season? Of course, one NBA game in February is just, it's not going to have the appeal because the season's so long. I mean, it was a good matchup with the Thunder and Rockets, but anytime there's something new, People want to check it out. They want to see what it's about. So I want to see how the ratings are uh, going forward. And I think that was the only game, if I'm not mistaken, on CBS. I think it's mostly on CBS Network, NFL yeah, Network. Yeah, .com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw people complaining that it was really hard to find box scores, too. Uh, virtually impossible. I, you know, this happened, didn't happen with the XFL. Everybody liked the week, week one and then week two. As, as it moves forward, people are just not as interested. They're more hyped up the first week. Look, I respect what they're what they're trying to do. I mean, I kind of liked uh, European football. Look, we got Kurt Warner, right? So I, I, I respect all of it, but I just want to put it in perspective. I just I don't perceive it as a fantasy concept when there's fantasy baseball going on. But maybe that's just me. And look, nobody loves football more than I do. I just kind of now I'm, I'm turning my wheels are turning to baseball at this point. Yeah, same with me. I just I like diversity and I like playing different sports so and I think we all get burnt out no matter how much we love it of any specific sport at the end and we kind of just want to break and move on and kind of that's the way I feel and the timing of it is just you know I play NBA DFS almost every night so I have that going on and I'm doing heavy hardcore prep for fantasy baseball I mean we're a month away from a lot of drafts I know you have the labor draft tomorrow I got tout coming up uh, in about three four weeks and then a ton of drafts in March and you know, each day I'm doing research and breaking things down and then I'm learning new th- information every day to help me better prepare for my draft. So it's just really difficult to kind of put that time in. And Saturday night and Sunday night, it's just not not ideal either for, for people to watch. I mean, that, that's the other thing. So 
Uh, I saw a lot of the scores were low, a lot of field goals. Quarterback play didn't look great. Again, it's week one. Uh, the NFL is supporting it. A lot of former players. I think Trent Richardson had two touchdowns, but like hardly yep. any yards. And he, did he 23 carries for 50 yards. Yeah, 50 yards. I know he fumbled at least once. So, And he was like a top three pick in the draft that I saw people posting on Twitter. So this, I, I, do think, I do think, though, that the NFL needs to have some sort of minor league. I, I, then, I do yeah, believe that. And this, this is it, so it could work. It's just, and the XFL will be out next year. It's coming back uh, around the same time. Uh, so Can they both coexist? I think it's going to be difficult. To do, if, they ha- if they are both the same time, it's really difficult. And I understand February is kind of slow for sports because it's the middle of the NBA season, middle of the NHL, and baseball hasn't started yet. I mean, it's spring training, and we still don't even know where a lot of free agents are, so that's not a good look for baseball. But I think the real hardcore football fan, the football fan who doesn't watch any other sport, they're going to be into it. It's obvious, and you could see it. Like a lot of the people who I see in the fantasy industry who are excited about this, they only play football. So they need something to fill the void. So I don't know if that's a good gauge of how popular this is. So uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be difficult for it to be a big thing. Um, Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I I just, like I asked a couple friends. One of my friends didn't even know. He's a big big football fan. He doesn't play any other fantasy sports. He had no idea that it was going on. Football's such a strange thing because, you know, just on Twitter alone, Adam, during football season, I could put out a tweet and get, you know, 200 hits. Outside of football season, that same tweet, 20. Yeah, I think just uh, people kind of turn off. I mean, the casual fantasy football player. I think they just do NFL and they kind of are off the grid. Like they want a break, they're away, they're not really interested in it. There are people who not ignore football, but they really don't pay attention from like February to July. Like they're tuned out, whatever it is, and then they'll come back and catch up in July. Right. I mean, do you know how many tweets I always have in like, in like August? Hey, Doc, it's been a long time. I'm like, it hasn't been a long time for me. I've been yeah, covering sports. Been doing this year round. Like, <laughs> we were talking best ball drafts in June. But, like, there's a lot of people that just don't tune into that. They're not – they don't care. They'll be like, right. you know what, I need a break. Yeah, I'll see who's in free agency, this and that. But then they just don't come back till July or August. Do you find – have you lost Twitter followers? Oh, yeah. At the end of football, I always do. Yeah, I have lost about 100, dude. Yeah, no, I think in the football, it always happens because either they just say, you know what, I don't, I don't care what he has to say because it's going to be baseball and basketball and other nonsense. So I'll just follow him back in when football starts again. So why, not just, leave, why not just leave me? I'm a nice guy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it happens every year. I notice that, too. I'm like, OK, fine. You know, this is the first year I've noticed that this is the first year I, I actually lost 100 people, which lowered my Twitter account. Yeah, I, I guess uh, people just don't want their timeline clouded up by baseball. But, or, or, right, or by uh, Kareem Hunt news in uh, February. Yeah, because they're like, ah, what does this matter now? We're going to have breakdowns of it, and then by August or July, it'll be completely different because we have a suspension, and he's not going to play that much. And, oh, I remember when people were worried about Nick Chubb. Now Kareem Hunt's out the whole year. So that's why. All right, so I, I was watching Outside the Lines uh, today. And uh, there's this whole thing on Bob Costas, and I'm, I'm sure you've been paying attention to it, that uh, he was very been very outspoken about concussions in football. And NBC basically said you, they, they, they didn't want him calling the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts on, on Costas being removed from, for telling the truth? Uh, yeah, I didn't really read the story. I just saw a headline, so I don't know all the details. Okay, but... so basically Costas was 
he he saw the movie. Remember the Will Smith movie about this? You know thing? what? I did not see that. I've been wanting to see it. I didn't did see you? it either. Oh, I didn't see it. I want so to see it. The, the movie was made, impacted him in such a way that he started to really get on the bandwagon that that the NFL is truly dangerous and that people are taking lives in their own hands. And he became very, very outspoken about it. And what happened was he was supposed to call his last Super Bowl last year. But prior to that, the NBC removed him from football. And then he said, look, let me have a conversation with Roger Goodell about it. Goodell's like, I'm not sitting down with you at all. And then recently, NBC is not working with Bob Costas at all. He's done there. Basically because he went out and he's kept on pushing this whole thing about, you know, concussions. Yeah, it's a tough spot because obviously his employer has a relationship with the NFL. And obviously they don't want to bring any negativity. But at the same time, I see the perspective from Costas because he's right. I mean, these concussions are a real issue. I mean, you we've seen it. I hate watching these stories and reading them of these players who have played in the NFL like 10, 15 years later or even past that stage where they can barely walk, they're taking all this medication. It's absolutely sad, and that's why I will repeatedly say I will never blame any athlete, especially the NFL, for holding out for more money. Get that signing bonus while you can because the damage they do to their bodies is insane. I hate seeing it. Uh, uh, can I take it one step further? Can I take it one step yeah. further? They don't do enough for these guys when they retire. There's not enough money in the pool to help them. I, believe, I truly believe that. I believe these guys are underpaid, Adam. I really believe for the amount of pounding that they take that they're underpaid. Owners are making a fortune and they're not giving it to the players. And the players are fungible, one in, one out. And it's, I don't want to call it slave labor, but I really do believe that the owners have such an upper hand here that, that and, and then they castigate a guy like Le'Veon Bell for not playing. Do you blame the guy for not playing? I don't. No, I don't. I mean, he's got to get his money. His, his shelf life is short as a running back. He's 27 years old. He knows this is it. This is the only big He's going to be I'm crippled gonna by the time he's 40, Adam. Crippled. Right. So, but I think that's the big thing. So there will people who are going to be listening to this because I've had arguments over the years. There's going to be some teacher out there like, how can Doc say they're overpaid? I make 50 to 60K a year. My job's more important. You're completely right. The problem is you're replaceable. I can actually go do your job tomorrow. In fact, I almost did. I got into a New York City teaching fellowship program, and I was amazed. They sent me on interviews. I had not one you day. You never worked. I, had, I, I had, didn't have one day in the classroom, and they were saying, go on interviews. I'm like, are you guys serious? Right. But, but that's the thing. Your job is important. But Doc hit it on the head. There's revenue there that the owners are taking in. So they're making a lot of money, and they're not giving it to the players enough. The players generate so much revenue, and they're not seeing enough of it because it's all going in the owner's pocket. So when Doc says they're underpaid, I know a lot of people's ears go up. Like, what is he talking about? But it's not the salary. Yes, $5 million, $3 million is a lot compared to what we do, but you cannot do what these guys do. And they fill arenas. They sell jerseys. They bring in TV revenue. So that's where he, they're underpaid. It's the oh my, context. Yeah, it's a, the, they bring in billion dollars of revenue. They fill stadiums, jersey sales. Now, this, the NBA, those players are partners. Adam Silver cannot do anything without LeBron say so. Don't kid yourself. They're, if LeBron, and, they're, they're partners. They're NBA and MLB contracts are all guaranteed. That's right. NFL, they're employees, and they're treated like crap. 
I, I mean, I, I, I was so upset at Jerry Richardson, who's a piece of crap for all I care. I mean, that guy, when you turned out what he did, I mean, he was awful to, to women, to, to minorities. He was just an awful guy. And he didn't want to give money out the last deal with the strike, Adam. They, they were pen, penny, penny pitchers with these guys who are athletes who are killing themselves every week. Because I ask you this. Look, I get teachers. I, I, I was a teacher. And I, I say this. I, I'm not, I wasn't worried about being crippled at 40. Football players have to worry that they won't walk right again at 40 years old. Yeah, you might be mentally drained yeah, from teaching well, with, right. <laughs> with schools these days. But, um, and again, they, there's a lot of jobs that are underpaid and they do great things with the community and they're thankless jobs. And I'm not trying to diminish that. I'm just, we're just, it's, real, it's a realistic thing. You know, you kind of, it's supply and demand. And there's not many athletes that can do what these NFL players do. And that's why they get paid the amounts they do. But I'm telling you, go watch like the real sports. Uh, they did one several months back. All these players, it was after. Remember they had like the settlement that they were going to give these players more money and all, there were several players on there saying we've gotten nothing. They keep telling us we have to wait and we're not eligible because of X, Y, and Z. There was an article in Sports Illustrated a while ago on the Bengals Super Bowl team. Yeah. Oh my God. They, they, right? they all could, only Boomer could walk. Right? The rest of them couldn't Think walk, about Adam. that, man. That is disgusting. I see that and I'm like, wow, that makes you not want to have your kid play football. Jamar Smith you... made the terrible deal as the head of the union. They always sign bad deals and now they play Thursdays. Could you imagine playing football get... on Sunday and then playing again Thursday? That's the number one reason when they tell you they care about player safety, they could give a F about it. If right. they did, there would be no Thursday night football. Doc, why is it Thursday night football? Money. Thank you. Like everything in life. That's the problem. We could, when we always are talking about something, usually it always comes down to money. I mean, this is what, the way it is in everyday life, right? So yep. at the NFL, it's a business. Thursday night football, hey, we get to draw more eyeballs to the TV. And as we've said numerous times, if you're not a fan of the team on Thursday Night Football, why are you watching? To me, two reasons. Sports gambling and fantasy. Right. Now, are you watching Titans-Browns? Are you going out of your way to watch Titans-Browns if you don't have a fantasy player or money on the game? Probably not. I mean, we're diehard NFL fans, so maybe us, yes. But the average person, are they watching without an investment in fantasy or sports gambling? Probably not. No, but it's sickening to me. It's sickening that they play Thursday nights. And, and look, a lot of times the best players don't even play because their bodies haven't recovered. It doesn't matter. And then when they say to the players, do you like Thursday night games? Some actually say yes. Do you know why? Because they get 10 days of rest. When they yeah. play Thursday, they know they get 10 full days of rest after that. That's the only reason they like it. A lot of them, though, are outspoken about it, and they hate it. And they, they've kind of voiced their displeasure. So, I mean, look, it's great to watch another NFL game in isolation. Uh, that's the one thing I do like because, you know, we're jam-packed with games on Sunday. But you know, if you really care about player safety, you wouldn't be doing this. Or you would ensure that if you play Thursday night, you try. And I know the schedule could get complicated that they're either off like the Sunday before. Or here we talked about this. The Bears this year. Do you remember? They flexed the Bears to a Sunday night game. And they had to play on Thanksgiving at 1230. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Why? So, Why? Yeah. And, and go on the road. So you cannot tell me player safety is one of the main concerns when you do that. It's all for TV is the reason why they did that. It's all for TV, and I think it's just frust. Okay, so do you remember the name Donald Fear? Yes, of course. Okay, so Donald Fear represented the baseball players, and they struck, and Donald Fear's like, I'm not making a deal. And I literally, every time I saw Donald Fear's face on TV, I wanted to punch it because he meant to me, he meant, in my mind, no baseball, right? 
But how come the NFL doesn't have a guy who stands up for the players like Donald Fair did? They don't have one guy who stands in there and doesn't budge. Stop budging and, and kowtowing to these owners who use these players and they, they throw them out like, like dish rags when they get hurt. Bye. You're done in the NFL. You don't, you're, not, you're hurt and you never heard from again, Adam. Yeah, it's mind-boggling to me. I just Every year I sit there and watch and I'm like, how is this happening? How are they not getting guaranteed contracts in the sport that generates the most revenue and it's going all in the owner's pockets? And uh, it's disgraceful when you see how these players are when they get older. It's really sad. And I, I think a lot of people are really not aware. I don't think it's... But the players need to be aware. And I look look at the NBA, your brethren in the NBA. Adam Silver doesn't go to the bathroom without calling LeBron. Because if he does, LeBron will just shut that game down. And you know I'm right. The players will shut the NBA down if they need to. Yeah, and uh, it's not that way in the NFL. And I think people need to look and see how these players are when they get older. You know, they get out of the spotlight. And the stories are not really told enough in mainstream media. I, I really don't think we see it enough. It's funny. I love football. I love watching it. I love covering it. I love helping people win fantasy football. Would I let my son, would I let my son play it? No. Yeah. I always, you know, I don't have a son and I always thought if I do have one, what would I do? And I lean towards yes. But, you know, especially if your significant other sees what's going on, they're going to, they're going to say no. They're going to be like, why would I let him play this sport when you see all the repercussions, concussions, play another sport where it just. Yeah. It's hard to get a concussion in tennis, Ronis. Right. Uh, you can have it in baseball. We've seen a few, but yeah. not as much. Same thing in basketball. You, but, yeah, it's just so many things. And when you mess with the brain, it's a big problem. Yeah, for sure. All right, stop messing with my brain, Ronus. Who's coming up in hour two? Uh, we'll have Greg Jewett from Fantasy Alarm talking some fantasy baseball, preview the night in NBA DFS, and uh, some fantasy baseball strategy as well. All right, so this is Dr. Roto saying I'll be back with you tomorrow. Be well, take care. Stay tuned right now for our number two of Scout Fantasy Sports, and we'll be back right after this. <laughs>